This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Lott Sami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Serdorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com. americasrt.com. Follow us on Facebook, America's Roundtable, and Twitter at americasrt. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com. Welcome to America's Roundtable. This weekend on America's Roundtable, we're joined by Chris Mitchell, CBN News Middle East Bureau Chief, and he also spearheads the Jerusalem Dateline. Chris, it's great to have you with us on America's Roundtable. Thank you for your time today. Welcome, Chris. Great to be with you. Chris, we received news this morning on the eve of Thanksgiving Day about the twin terrorist attacks that rocked Jerusalem today. Uh, you were there at one of the locations right after the attacks. Could you give us an uh, overview of what is transpiring in Israel uh, and your thoughts as to what perhaps led to this event? Yeah, well, about 7.06 this morning, uh, the first bomb went off at a bus stop just at the entrance of Jerusalem. For those that have come here to the city, uh, you would know exactly where that is. Just uh, just before what's called the Harp Bridge, uh, it's a very notable uh, landmark there on the outskirts of Jerusalem. Uh, about 7.30, another bomb went off in a place called Remote, which is a community not too far away from the original bombing. Uh, we were there uh, sometime after the bombing, and uh, it actually was reminiscent of many uh, terror attacks that we've been able to cover throughout the years, beginning in 2000 at the Second Intifada. Uh, the police were examining the uh, the area, the crime scene, actually. Uh, a number of people had gathered around. The media gathers around as well. A number of uh, news uh, crews were there. And unfortunately and tragically, that's where a 16-year-old young yeshiva student, uh, he's a Canadian citizen as well, apparently, he passed away. He's already, it was buried uh, during the day. Uh, you know, and a number of people were just milling around wanting to see uh, the scene for themselves. It does uh, portend, perhaps, uh, more terror attacks like this, uh, God forbid, but the uh, head of the security, public security, said that this was a coordinated and complex uh, terror attack, uh, something they hadn't seen in, in several years. So, so for those that have gone through the Second Intifada from 2000 to 2004, it was reminiscent of many of those terror attacks. And uh, so, in fact, uh, Joel and Natasha was there, and I talked to an Israeli cameraman who's been a veteran of many of these things. And he said when he got the assignment to come to the scene of the bombing, he walked very slowly. And the reason he walked slowly is because he still suffers from PTSD of covering so many terror attacks like this. And uh, he says when he gets there, he, all the memories come back, the sights, the smells uh, of these uh, you know horrific terror attacks. So Lord willing, uh, it won't be a, a prelude to a third intifada, but some people are concerned uh, it could be a continuum of this wave of terror that's been here since uh, this past May. Right. Uh, Chris, as many are aware, that the Palestinian Authority continues to encourage acts of terrorism. 
through pay-to-slay payments mm-hmm. uh, of $3,000 per month for every Jew that is being killed. How can that be stopped? Well, it's a great question, Natasha. It's been uh, attempted to be stopped by something called the Taylor Force Act. Uh, that was named after a U.S. citizen that was killed in a terror attack several years ago. And the idea was that uh, the U.S. would not give any money to the Palestinian Authority if it continues this policy of pay to slay, uh, which simply is that if uh, terrorists, Palestinian terrorists are convicted of terror attacks, uh, and when they serve in Israeli uh, prisons, their family gets a stipend. And it can be as much as they said, $3,000 a month. Sometimes it depends on the uh, the level of terror attack uh, and more if more Jews were killed or the longer of the sentence. So Unfortunately, the Trump administration did uh, stop those payments. But uh, as I said, unfortunately, the Biden administration has uh, given more funds and aid to the Palestinian Authority. Now, it presumably doesn't exactly go into this pay to slay fund, but money can be fungible, as we've talked to, you know, uh, experts in this field. And if you pay funds for one area, it frees up money for other areas. So that policy does continue. It's uh, uh, Mahmoud Abbas, the president of the Palestinian Authority, says he will not stop that policy. Uh, and and to this day, so it's it's very hard to stop it. And uh, unfortunately, it does encourage uh, seemingly more terror attacks if a terrorist can be compensated for his actions. And Chris, we probably had this discussion over the past few months as well when we were together with you in Jerusalem, and the concern of how young Palestinians, Palestinian Arabs that are being educated in schools, they are still being provided a curriculum that actually promotes the the concept of martyrdom, that killing Jews is a good thing. And why hasn't the Biden administration addressed this here? And, you know, if they're giving all these millions of dollars of aid uh, to the Palestinian Authority, can there be efforts made to stop this sort of brainwashing or propaganda that is training a new generation? Yes, things can be done. And, and if I think it's brought up to the attention of the uh, the White House, the Biden administration, the State Department, uh, or the European Union, for that matter, that gives millions of dollars in aid to the Palestinian Authority as well, or funds maybe UNRWA, the United Nations uh, Relief Works Agency, that actually trains and uh, educates many Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza Strip. And as you said, the curriculum uh, promotes terrorism. Uh, it promotes anti-Semitism. Uh, it promotes uh you know, driving the Jews out of the sea, and it promotes uh, Palestine that would replace Israel. Uh, so I guess it's a matter of education, and it's a I guess it's a matter of political pressure on those in the U.S. and the EU and other donor nations to the Palestinian Authority, because this just continues this uh, indoctrination of one more generation of Palestinians who hopefully would be uh, more induced to become a doctor or a lawyer or some profession rather than be glorifying terrorism. Right. And Chris, 
as Americans and Europeans and people from around the world are making plans to visit Israel and certainly visit the Holy Land and the sacred sites and historic places, as far as safety is concerned, what are the realities on the ground as far as security is concerned? We know that violence is everywhere. This past week, uh, just not too far away from Washington, D.C., there was a gun violence that uh, actually a uh, employee of Walmart started targeting uh, his fellow employees. So violence is everywhere. What is your message to those that are interested in visiting the Holy Land and may have some concerns about security in the Holy Land? Well, I, I think people that have come for the last 20 years or so, uh, many people come despite the concerns of their family and friends. And uh, we have talked to a number of people throughout the years and asked them how they feel when they actually get here. Almost uh, exclusively, people say they feel safe. Uh, they feel sometimes, you know, at home, uh, emotionally and spiritually. Uh, despite the kind of terror attacks that took place today, I would say most of the traditional sites that people visit, from here in Jerusalem to the Galilee to the Dead Sea, Masada, uh, are typically very, very safe. I guess my bottom answer sometimes to people, should I come? Pray. If you feel like God wants you here, I believe he will take care of you and keep you safe. Uh, the perception is probably greater than the danger. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you're referring to that shooting in Walmart. I visited that Walmart many times. I lived in that area. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just so tragic that something so uh, horrendous can happen almost any time, any place in this kind of world we live in today. And uh, Chris, I know that you're preparing a major uh, program for Jerusalem Dateline uh, in the next days to come. Uh, could you just direct us and our listeners to where they can find this very important program, Jerusalem Dateline? Well, Jerusalem Dateline, the easiest place to find it would be go to JerusalemDateline.com, all one word. And uh, we now have two programs a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, you can find those online on the CBN News Channel, and that would be the easiest way to get it. We try to tell what's happening here in Jerusalem and Israel and the Middle East and uh, from a biblical Christian perspective. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us on America's Roundtable. Uh, we wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving Day from America. Thank you, Chris. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Jill and Natasha. Great to be with you. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Jolan Insami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Serdorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com. americasrt.com. Follow us on Facebook, America's Roundtable, and Twitter at americasrt. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com. Welcome to America's Roundtable!